This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a shady politician, a creepy hotel, clown shoes, enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side. I'm Matt Noss, normally joined by Jen Hansen, but Jen, unfortunately, can't join us this this fine evening. So, taking her stead in all-star of the Transmissions <laughs> from the Dark Side world, our good friend Matt Rose. How are you, sir? I am just fine. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. And joining us for the very, very first time. Oh, yes. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, Mike McGettigan. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited that you are here. For new listeners, Transmissions from the Dark Side is where Jen and I, or in this case, Matt and I, watch every episode <laughs> of seminal horror anthology series, Tales from the Dark Side, Report it back to you so you don't have to. <laughs> and tonight's episode is a fucking doozy. <laughs> so, wow. oh yes, man lives. Oh, he he lives in a sunlit world <laughs> of what he believes to, to be reality. reality. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld. It's a some would say it's just as real. But it's not as brightly lit. lit. <laughs> it's a dark, dark side. side. It is. Oh, it, it really is. is. It's a dark side. Mike, before we jump headfirst into this <laughs> yeah. really terrible episode yeah. of Tales just, of the Dark Side, just, yeah. we're not going to mince words here. <laughs> this is a real <laughs> crap. This is a real oh, stinker. This is God. an HMS crap factory. I'm so glad that I joined you for this one, too. It's amazing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I know you have a lot of strong political views. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, that's why we invited you to. Oh, great. Oh, if, you knew ahead of time. I if see. If the yeah. shoe fits, which I really think is just a modern. Fit. If the shoes fit, plural shoes, because that's what threw me off. And yeah, so Mike, before we dig, dig in, yeah, do you have a history with Tales from the Dark Side? Uh, indeed, I do. I mean, it was one of those shows that I used to stay up late. Uh, what was it like around eleven p.m. Saturday, on Saturday night, eleven, camp, yeah, eleven, something 11 like that. And we used to always stay up and watch Tales from the Dark Side consistently. And I watched hundreds of episodes. I'm sure. If so you have hundreds, you have know. two brothers, yeah. And were they into the dark side as well? well? Yeah, my brother Sean and I were both dark siders, uh, if, if that's a thing. It is a thing. We're on the Facebook page of Tale, Tales from the Dark Siders. Okay, okay perfect. Uh, my brother Brendan, uh, not as much, but he would join us to watch it. But Sean and I were the ones that kind of just hungered for that dark side and uh, are yeah, they, couldn't get enough of it. Are they older or younger? Uh, younger. Younger, okay. yeah. All right, all right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, oh, I don't even know where to start. That's that's pretty much the only question. I say it's like it's a yeah. barrage of questions. <laughs> I was like, uh, did you like other anthology horror shows? Yes. Uh, Monsters, uh, Tales from the Crypt, of course. Uh, 
the uh, the one that, uh, Friday the Thirteenth the series not exactly the same kind of thing. It but. isn't yeah. because like it had the static characters, but it always told the story of a different possessed. different cursed item. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> we get that good like haunting like, it's, voice. It, like it's uh, that was by the way that was a great voice. Um, it, it's it's kind of like the second half of Night Gallery. Oh, because yeah. the first half of Night Gallery was just like basically leftovers they had from Twilight Zone. Right. Um and then I guess they ran out of ideas or maybe it was when um Rod Sterling Rod, Rod Sterling, Sterling. Had, had finally Sorry. become like a full-blown alcoholic and they were just like, "Okay, we're just going to totally go off in a completely different direction and there's just like a guy that for some reason investigates stuff <laughs> like it, it just totally it totally changed because I remember um, wow I don't remember that in uh geez in the in the mid nineties um when like we actually started getting Sci Fi Channel um they started to uh, to air stuff like Night Gallery and uh, now Night Gallery we've talked about it on the show before Jen's not here to tell you how scared she was of Night Gallery yeah. oh my god Night Gallery was terrifying Night Gallery's yeah. theme is horrifying mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just sounds like going into a spiral of psychosis <laughs> yeah and like they would show like crazy pictures and yeah. stuff and yeah it was it was and just let me just tell you if i saw a satan picture i was like well, i'm doomed yep <laughs> you know i don't know if i ever told you this story before or not no um Uh-oh. but when i was a kid i have a i have an older brother he's seven years older uh-huh. uh and i have an older sister but she was not a uh, part of this to my knowledge um but he had a devil mask for he got for Christmas or not a Christmas, dental mask for, de, a devil a devil oh, mask. devil mask a devil mask dental that he mask got might be not for Christmas too. for for Halloween I guess or something um, and what he would do because he had the room across from me is he would hide in my closet and he would slowly open the closet door and I would just see <laughs> I hate everything about this I would just see the devil in my closet. <laughs> And the peeing would start. <laughs> um, but uh, one time he drew a picture of the devil. And, you know, my family was, was very, very Catholic. So, you know, the picture had to be burned. And my mom still to this day says that when they burned the devil picture, the smoke was green. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, there was no devil picture to be burned in this episode. <laughs> no, that was actually, that right there was scarier than the entire episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, Mike, we've now yeah. watched uh, 18 episodes, 19 if you count the pilot, episodes of uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. And there's something that we've learned. Yeah. Some of them are scary. Mm-hmm. Some of them are suspenseful. Uh-huh. Others are, put your tongue right in your cheek, my friend, because this <laughs> yeah. one's a goof fest. <laughs> well... Yeah, I don't even know if I would classify this as a goof fest as as much as a attempt to be terrifying that just Falls. fails. Okay, so here's the deal with it. All right. Aired originally May 12th, 1985. Mm-hmm. Gubernatorial candidate Bo Gums fervently believes that politics is nothing more than oh, entertainment. God. And he shows his true colors graphically during his campaign. Graphically. Starring See, that that to me sounds like he gets eviscerated. Yeah, that would have been it a better. Does. It sounds like it sounds like he's he's, he's torn apart exactly. Yeah. 
uh, starring Dick Sean as Bo Gums. Uh, Jen Hansen texted me to oh, remind yeah. me that Dick uh, Sean, right? Dick That's... Sean was, and he's been in quite a few things, uh, like What Did You Do in the War, Daddy? But he was oh. also in <laughs> The Producers as LSD. Yeah, the uh, the hippie guy that was uh, the star of the Hitler musical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. It also has Harry Gaz as Louis Farnham, who is the, um, which I think is. Oh, that's the uh, political that's the boss guy. guy. Yeah, 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 boss. The, uh-huh. yeah. We'll come back to his name later. John Sarchin as Peter, the oh. young bellhop. Boy, that kid has potential. He's going places. <laughs> and Catherine Ann Hayes as Mimi. Oh, boy. And if she did anything else, I'd be surprised. Uh, um, she was probably miscellaneous cast. Yeah, yeah <laughs> probably. Probably another dark side. Well, she was there. a maid in this, and she was also in Made in Manhattan. Oh, well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> are those oh, the only... Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Here's... Here's uh, some of her descriptions. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, getting no. to know you. Large woman. Uh, serial mom. <laughs> Dumpy T- broad. <laughs> TV serial oh. hag. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Well, oh, God. She was in Bald, where she played huge Eleanor. Oh, boy. Let's just get off of this time. I feel bad for her. I feel feel bad for her. I feel bad for everyone involved in that episode, actually. This episode's a real steaming pile of shit, but let's get into it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. If the shoes fit, the door to the dark side opens. Yes. And we are welcome to a Norman Rockwell-esque painting being feather dusted. (laughs) The worst made ever. Mimi. Mimi. Mimi is cleaning a room. So just seeing this, I was like... What year is this? Right. I was thinking the yeah. same thing. I was wondering what year could it possibly be because the uh, outfits seemed to be kind of old-fashioned. So I was like, Very maybe... Very French like, made? Could have been like 1900s, yeah. 1910, 1920 maybe or yeah, something. Yeah, I think I was, see, I, I was thinking like 20s, 30s. Yeah. Um, but then some of the references they were making and yeah. um, like when you see the office that um, the the manager was in... It's obviously not. It's obviously right. some that was the first type clue. of modern time, right? But yeah. yeah, with the clothes and stuff, um, I just a lot of the, to me a lot of the episodes of Tales from the Dark Side take place in their own alternate time, <laughs> right? Because it's it's the dark side. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. it's just as real, guys, but it's not, not as, as brightly, brightly lit. Not as brightly lit at all. No. <laughs> not at all. It's not at uh, all. Yeah. Speaking of that uh, political office, did you guys notice that uh, most of the employees were just shadows? <laughs> <laughs> it was mainly the guys sitting at the desk, and then there were shadows and the sounds of typewriters. Going, yeah, you know, yeah. typewriters. Definitely. Yeah, you could just hear like in the background, uh, politics, campaign, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. fundraiser. Yep, and uh, it's just one guy at the phone. Get over here. Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> so Mimi is cleaning in this room that looks very much like a room that's been locked in time like when you go yeah. up north to yeah. a cabin that you yes. rent and it's just like oh yeah right. we put all the cl- all the clothes and all the direction all the decorations we don't care about anymore right. in one room <laughs> right yeah it's exactly like, it had a real like country bear feel to it, it. Yeah. it totally and did and so you know one of the other things too was he mentioned right away at that moment he's like where is everyone else? Are they all at lunch or something? And so that you get the idea that it's only Mimi and Peter that are running this place together somehow. Well, and right. there's no guests either. Right. There's no guests. There's nobody just else. Yeah. yeah. Just 
Yeah, so Mimi's yeah. been cleaning the room. She sees a fruit basket. She yeah. takes a bite out of an apple, yeah. puts it right back into the fruit basket. Yeah, and yeah. it's like a Fuck gross you, bogums. It's, yeah. it's a gross ass apple too. It is brown. No one wants to eat a brown apple except for Mimi. It that, looks bad. That basket has been there for a long time, guys. But it's uh it's pretty bizarre that like she made a very clear point of biting out of that apple, taking a big bite, and then hiding the apple. Like there were so many apples in that basket. Nobody Throw was going to miss one. Pocket the apple. Yeah. Just yeah. have an apple, Mimi. It's okay. Yeah. No God. one. No one's going to tell your manager. <laughs> well, she panics straight up because she hears that the door is about to the open. door is about right. to open. Yeah. Yeah. So she just shoves it right back in there. And you know, this is kind of like that. And we saw the gun in the first act. We're uh-huh. going to see that. Gun in the <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. The apple is it going to pay off? Oh, oh boy, boy, it sure does. Better fucking oh, yeah. believe it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, in walks, in walks our main man, Bogums, who's mm-hmm. running for governor. Yeah, he is with, with him is the bellboy, whose name turns out to be Peter. Peter, right? And Peter's holding pennants that say gums, mm-hmm. and he, this guy is. How would you describe this guy? Uh, he's just kind of your old, you know, southern kind of uh, ball buster. Uh, wheeler you know, dealer. Wheeler dealer. He's, yeah, He's exactly. a very ambitious bellboy. Oh, I was oh, talking about I was about talking gums. about Bo Gums. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Peter. <laughs> Peter um, just yeah, not, yeah, yeah. No, he, uh, he he's definitely someone who likes to press the flesh. He, uh, he's, he likes to uh, refer to people as little people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he also right away fat shames Mimi. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he he calls Peter a little guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he immediately is diminutive to both of them, and uh, you know kind of gives this really insulting thing right out of the gate. Oh yeah. He says guy. like you're a roadblock. I don't mind running into. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, then he, uh, Peter, yeah. good name for a little guy. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So I actually took a note. Uh. Exactly about that. Uh. Bo Gums. Southern gent and passive aggressive dickhole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was right out of the gate, just kind yeah. of a dick. But I mean, I you know, it seemed like that. I mean, all that was just for effect because he really wasn't a dick at any other point. Like he just, he just kind of was dick dickish in those first couple lines, and then he kind of just was. I don't know. Seemed to be having fun. He seemed to be having fun, but he was also kind of like your uncle that you don't want to hang around to. Oh long. yeah, no. I mean, like, I, he it's, wasn't it's the okay guy you want to hang him. out with. Yeah, it's okay seeing him at like family events and stuff, right. so long as you don't get stuck next to him at the table. Uh, <laughs> but what, yeah, but what yeah. happens is oh, that yeah. he brings his own case of natty ice, and he's <laughs> just <laughs> pounding it. Yeah, his yeah. first request to Mimi is ice and bourbon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the it. Best they got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, they and he and he has Peter slap a poster up on the wall. Uh, doesn't so, use any poster glue whatsoever. No, nope, just magically is, sticks right there on the wall. That is actually something I took a note about of how Peter knows how to put up a poster. Oh yeah, where he just slaps it on the wall from the bottom up, and that is yeah. perfectly and then aligned. Out, out, out boom. yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah, Peter like, did a great I, job. Yeah, if like, there's I something think... that Peter's good at, maybe besides being a bellboy, it's that. Yeah. Oh no, he <laughs> should. He really. He should do that for like his actual career because. Being a bellboy is not working out for him. But well, so this is so he uh, Bo Gums we forgot to mention comes in wearing a seersucker suit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. might as well be wearing a straw hat. I don't think he is. He did it. He well, was wearing a hat, but sure. it was not his straw hat. 
but it might oh, as well okay. have been a boater hat, mm-hmm. and uh, he's wearing the seersucker suit. Real southern gentleman. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And he, he uh, tells Pete, hang that poster. Yep. And then he expects Peter to leave. So that's when he picks up the phone and calls HQ. Yeah. And when I see the poster go up, I go, now really, what year is this? Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's does wearing political posters like that in 85? I mean, right. Because you know, yeah. he's wearing a tie and he's given the double peace sign. Yeah. So now I'm hyper confused. Yeah. Because yeah. it looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. In terms of the room setup, yeah, none of their clothes really lead me to it's Any the 1980s, right? Yeah. No, but now I've got a real Barney Miller poster on the wall. Right, it's very strange, and you know, the, yeah, of course, the French maid outfit offers no clues. Peter's bellboy outfit offers no clues. The seersucker suit seems like it could be from any you know early 1900s political mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, you have no clue. And then the poster goes up, and you're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. And then the phone call happens, right? So, uh, Tales from the Dark Side has no idea how phones work. <laughs> 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 they habitually just screw up phones. But this was actually pretty okay because oh. for the first time, they showed both sides of the conversation. <laughs> now, granted, the switching in between both sides of the conversation real sloppy yeah but it was it was like ring ring hey mike how are you switch camera mounting everything (laughs) set up shot and go it's doing great over here in the political office with my shadow employees take down cameras set them all up (laughs) get lights back on bow gums We don't have enough lights for two setups at the same time, okay? <laughs> With all these shadows, uh, <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I have so I have a long-standing theory about Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, they had 22 episodes. They had 22 super VHS tapes, mm. and they basically said, "This is all you got." <laughs> Yeah, make it happen. Go to town. You get one take for everything. <laughs> oh, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. So Bo says the equivalence of "fuck this hotel." Yeah, I'm gonna go to the thing tonight. Get more votes, and we're on to Victory City, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but he also complains about the hotel, and that's where we also get another thing where it's like, "Where did you find this hotel?" So we're like, we've got this int- this information that. There's something weird about the hotel right off because the bat. Because there is mystic music playing. Yeah. There is like a, not the theme, but it is like, ooh. Right. It's a little spooky. You get this uh, this spookiness there. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, oh, something's not right about this hotel. Uh-huh. And then he hangs up the phone and Peter's still in the room. Yeah. Peter just pops up and they do this great thing throughout the entire episode. And when I say great, I mean f- just horrifically stupid. <laughs> where they do this extreme close-up of peter's face for no reason every single time he's there and he has this wide-eyed boyish like hi kind of thing going my name's peter yeah every time you see him it's just like i don't want to be that close to peter's face no yeah no nobody does no and so when peter shows up the second time i think is uh is around the time that Bo gums um starts to take a shine to peter yeah and uh, that's when he starts telling them all about politics. Because he's oh, yeah. and, uh, it's the happy about, candidate. Yeah, right. It's all about the common touch, to which I yep. wrote Bo Gums, common toucher. 
come and touch her. <laughs> because that's around the time that he started getting kind of creepy with Peter. He, and I was thinking this was going to take a much different turn. Yeah. So he, he says to Peter, politics is a game. Right. To which Peter hops into a seat, mm-hmm. crisscross applesauce. Yep. And is like, <laughs> tell me more. Yeah. End act one. Ooh. Yeah, in his yep. wait, did this still was was the, the part where he was ranting about his uh, political ideals and everything? That's I think that right was, when he comes. Yeah, back. that's right when oh, he comes back. Because beginning that's, of Act Two. Yeah, that's okay. when Ted Stans comes in. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he comes back and he's like, "Let me tell you about politics." Yeah. It ain't about the sad, the boring, or yeah. the the searing. It's more like the happy and the, right. the fun. You gotta entertain people, son. It's about barbecues yeah. and, and sauce. I, I mean, this is their and this is their this is their thesis statement. Basically, this is what makes the whole episode uh, or attempts to make the whole episode work is uh, his <laughs> idea that politics should be entertaining, which I guess is supposed to be like this real dark way to look at politics. Are we supposed to be? sad about that or something i mean that's what every politician has been doing since the dawn of time i guess uh i don't know i mean at least this guy is not about trying to make people afraid i mean there's right he says that he doesn't want people to be afraid right which that's kind of a bonus there i think that's kind of like okay well i think that um, that. i think that maybe 30 shoot this was 85 right so 32 years ago um maybe this was not a good thing for politicians but now when you look back on it 30 years you know 32 years later it's like this guy would be saint Bo gums now <laughs> well i don't know i mean if you think back to reagan you think back of the, the kind of political campaign that was run back then i mean that was all fear-based politics and it was a lot of show and a lot of the same kind of thing so well, but it wasn't like necessarily new either i mean when you go back to nixon uh, nixon was still kind of all about the the, the you know I think that um, I think, I think it was with, an I think outdated Reagan, thing. I then. think with Reagan though, though, <laughs> it was different because there was still the fear-based politics stuff, but that was the background, and Reagan was the one who was shining city on the hill. Right, hmm. he was the one who was trying to stay positive and it was just all these supporting documentation that was fear-based well um, <laughs> hard to say when he's blaming welfare mothers is one of his main things welfare queens <laughs> welfare queens yeah. um but yeah uh so i think th- this was because well, they they mentioned a few times like no one wants to talk about pollution and nuclear war and all these other things and uh yeah like i i, I think that 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 kind of goes along with so you think like maybe they were trying to say like this guy is kind of like a Reagan? Um Ooh. that is a stretch for the dark side, but <laughs> um it's not it's it's not though know. for George Romero. George Romero is um quite famously very left wing. Yeah. Um so I would not for a second um say that this wouldn't be. Um because they're they're also kind of painting him as something of a, well, I don't want to say a simpleton. Um, the politician in the sh- in the episode you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, he's not necessarily a simpleton, but he uh, he's like got this very positive and entertainment driven spin on it. Right. Mm-hmm. The 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 speech that he gives is that the life is a stage, and he right. raises his exactly. arms to the yeah. biggest pit, pit stains, stains yeah. I've seen. I have ever seen. <laughs> these <laughs> these went down to his floating ribs yeah. like this. Yeah, this, this guy was, is sweating a, a heap. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he's sweating a person out of himself. <laughs> and Peter is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole and time. It felt like it that entire speech had zero direction, too. It felt like no. they just gave him the script and they're like, here you go. And he was like, well, what do I do with this? Well, I guess I'll just be as big as possible and act crazy. And that, that is exactly it. what he does. I yeah. mean, he, he says he really is a great politician because he sounds like he's saying something, but he says nothing. Nothing's true. Nothing at all. And it's kind of the writer's fault, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should have been saying something or at least trying to do that on purpose, and it just seemed kind of accidental. But when when he finishes his rant and Peter's like, oh, yeah, he goes, oh, that's Mimi. Because Mimi's now at the door with the yeah, ice. Right. And he goes, watch me give the common touch. Right. <laughs> and this is where it gets a little rapey. Straight <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> a little? <laughs> well, my, I was my, softening it for the listeners. My dude goes something like, oh, if it isn't the last flowering <sighs> brook in the meadow, I have oh, no idea what he God. says, but he says something about last flowering. And then he gets behind her, Yep. puts his arm around her midsection, and goes, let's dance. Yeah, and he grabs her in the, the very, very aggressive and tight way. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for only knowing Mimi for a little bit, and and previously insulting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I and and then her reaction was was just so weird. Where it was essentially, Mister Bo, twas no trouble at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's very inappropriate and strange. Like this is what had me thinking at this point in the episode, where I'm still like. Okay, this is a ghost hotel. Yep. It's run by ghosts. Uh, there's he's dead. Food and drink. He's dead or something. He's like he's in the ghost hotel. How is he talking to his manager? I haven't figured that out yet. But he's definitely in a ghost hotel. And something with these ghosts because Peter's magically always there. Yeah, something is going yeah. on. I, I I had written Peter is a ghost or elf or none of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> because he just he just kind of shows up at, when it's convenient uh-huh. and then disappears. Yeah. Um. And- <laughs> And uh, also, one of the things that bothered me... It had Deus as Schlockina. Yes. But, but one of the... Come on. One of, the, one of those... That was okay. Um, one, you, should have, you should have written this episode. For, for it would have been much of the better. Dark side. Yeah. Um, Is that new? Did you just coin that? I just coined that. That's Well, now that's fantastic. Okay. I thought that you had said that many times before no. the podcast or something. No, no. That's a new one. Deus ex Schlockina. That's pretty good. It's saving it through bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God doesn't show up. No. Bullshit, bullshit shows up. up. Yeah. yeah. Schlock. Anyways, I'm sorry. We got off track a little bit there. Um, one of the things that one of the things that really bothered me was he's talking on the phone to his manager again. Yeah. They're they're trying to set things up because his car needs to pick him up. Yeah. Because right. he wants limo. to get out of yeah. Dodge. Where's yeah, my limo? Where's my limo? Yeah. Yeah. He wants he wants to get to the barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the phone is almost hung up, and he says goodbye. <laughs> And it was like, <laughs> you are an asshole. <laughs> like, seriously, like, if, if we watched it again, you would see it and you'd be like, man, he is a dick. <laughs> like, it, seriously, it was right before it, like, it gets hung up. And he's like, goodbye. Son of a bitch. Yeah. He's a bad politician. Really. He's a really bad politician. <laughs> yeah. did, we, did we already go past the part where, uh, where he makes that big speech about um, jokes? 
like, well, I, I mean, he has this great part where he says there, uh, you know, what he's going to have at the uh, at the campaign rally or whatever. We're almost there. Oh, okay. We're almost That's there. Almost there. Okay. We're almost there because what ha- what happens is just for the continuity of it is Peter and Mimi leave. He's about to take a shower. <laughs> yeah. He calls the front desk to pick up his suit and press it and press his suit shine his shoes okay i thought this part happened earlier i I mean i don't know maybe i got mixed up maybe it happened early who knows (laughs) i just wanted to mention (laughs) i just wanted to mention his whole thing with popcorn cotton candy apples good american food (laughs) yes (laughs) see i think that happened later get over that i think that comes later because i wrote holy shit his skivvies Oh yeah! I wrote skivvies. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> That's a lot. I should have done that because I wrote wife beater. Because <laughs> because you were you were talking longer. about like uh, the the apples and cotton candy, and he said dig into them ribs, and yeah. I wrote dig into them ribs. Said the guy wearing the feathered wig and the vote for gum skivvies. Because he had his own branded underwear. Yeah, he had an American was, flag on each ass cheek. I he wrote had, that. Yeah, he <laughs> had, said USA butt cheeks. It was like a, a heart thing on his on his on his wife beater. That said, that had Bo, his, gums, yeah, Bo gums, the happy candidate. Yep, weird. So yeah. weird. Oh, and another part of his rant that I also just want to mention that he ends it with this thing uh, as his part of his campaign promise that he's going to make to everyone: sauce in every pot. Yep. yep, that's not a thing. Nobody ever says sauce in every. There's no. There's when no Herbert sauce in every Hoover. pot. Like where's the, there's a Hoover chicken in every a pot. A chicken in every <laughs> yeah. pot. Sauce in every pot. I think well, he just forgot the line or something, and they were just like, "Well, well, they we're did. Too they late. did. Let's they did go. several times mention um, his manager sauce. specifically that are you back on the sauce? So this really could just be oh. all in an alcohol, like an alcoholics. Addled brain, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Um, they keep showing he, because Mimi at the top brings Jack Daniels. Brings yeah. like that's not a fifth. That's like a liter of Jack Daniels, right? Did no, she that, bring, was, that was a fifth. Seven hundred fifty milliliters. That's that's. There you go. Okay, she yeah. brings a fifth, and then he's about halfway through it. Oh geez, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even. I wasn't I didn't keeping even track notice. of his drinking. That's yeah, good. I wasn't that's either. Good. Yeah, so he he's he's in the cups. Yeah, <laughs> and. uh that's around when his manager shows up, right? No, Peter. Oh, no, no, this, this is, shows this, up later. He, yeah, he's, Peter he's, shows he's, up. Sorry, first. sorry. We sorry, still sorry, have a, right, we still right, have right. a little ways to go with him. Yep, the yep, shower yep. and that whole thing, right? Because Which was yeah. He goes. Well, he goes to the shower. Well, he calls the front desk. Yeah. Clean. Press my suit. Mm-hmm. He showers. He comes out. He's in his skivvies. Well, wait. There can is, we talk about his thing? process for a second? Because yeah, what he does is this. He takes all of his clothes off. Then he puts on a towel around his waist yep. and then one around his chest. Yep. Then he goes into the shower. Yep. Weirdly. I don't understand why, but Yeah, yeah. I well yeah, cuz he he was making the call. Yeah. That's when and he you know, he makes some really weird faces, goes into the bathroom and Peter like, appears. as soon as as soon yeah. as the door closes, that's when you see the hand go for the suit. Right. And they make a big point of showing you that it's Peter coming out of nowhere again. Yeah. So obviously, it's like they're trying to say, at least it seems like they're trying to say, Ghost Hotel. And I'm still on board with Ghost Hotel I, I, at this point. If they at this point, I was, I was totally in the Ghost Hotel. Yeah. yeah. If they would have paid off Ghost Hotel, we'd be I dealing mean, with a different episode. <laughs> we really would. Instead of us barreling towards it's the shitty ending that we had. It's amazing how angry I got at points. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome to I Tales surprised from the Dark Side. myself. <laughs> God. Well, you oh. start watching it and you're like, okay, because you've written a lot of shows and yeah. you've seen a lot of shows yeah. and you're like, you know how it's supposed to work. Right. <laughs> and then they go, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, always set up the things that never pay off. That's exactly what you always want to do. Make sure you set up things that never pay off. Ghost Hotel. So she uh, our, our our boy Bogums goes into the shower. Pete comes, gets the clothes. He disappears. Bogums comes out. He's now wearing his skivvies. He's sitting down. He's practicing his speech for the county fair, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then, this is but, the sauce in every pot part. Okay, right. Yeah. And the Calliope was, music is playing. I think it was. Yes. Uh, I think it was something like the county fair because he is talking about barbecue at mm-hmm. this point. Because I wrote, who goes to a barbecue in the South wearing all white? Nobody. Only a fool. Yeah, only a fool. Or people in the 1900s and early 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> So now he's ready to get dressed. He's been in his skivvies. He's yeah. practiced his speech. And you hear that music. And you're hearing the calliope music. But you don't know if it's on purpose or not. You don't know if it's supposed to be something that he hears or not. You just hear it at first. And yeah. I, at least to me, it seemed like, is this part of the show? Or is this part of, is this supposed to be part of like his environment? Because he doesn't react to it at first. No. Like the first time he hears it, it's nothing. It's just calliope it's just music in the background. Playing. Yeah, you just think, oh, what an odd musical choice for this show to make all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true because he has zero percent reaction to it. There's nothing. It would like be Matt humming like, "Hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm," and us just continuing to go. Yeah. And then Matt talking like nothing happened. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, you're hearing this? No, I guess not. Okay. Because nobody's hearing it. It was just scoring that part of this. Right. That's what it seems like. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember exactly. Didn't they? Do that musical cue once before that too? No, well, there was was completely unexplained. That's the one I was talking about. Was the first one Mm. where they never acknowledged it or explained it or anything. But then it comes back later, and then he's like, "Well, what is this?" That's when he's on the phone. That's when he's on the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the first musical cue is the the creepy music yeah. that is just like the scene establishing music, yep. right? Yep. And then they switch to the calliope music, and you're like, "Why is the why calliope? is the calliope music happening?" I, it yeah. just seemed like it it lined up with the with the creepy music. So you're like, "Oh, it's yeah. just." And in a show that's or... as ham fisted as Tales from the Dark Side, it wouldn't be out of line for him to open the curtains, go, "Where's the fair?" Right. Yep. 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 That could have that would have been better. It <laughs> yeah. would have yeah. been better. But because he, at least it would have acknowledged that something was happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, like, fine. But no, they don't do that. It's as, And it's as crisp and clear as the day is long. Yep. It isn't muffled. It's no, like somebody it's had right there. a speaker in the room. Yep. <laughs> somebody had their Bluetooth speaker out, which, you know, who knows? At this point. <laughs> yeah, it would have been acceptable. Bo yeah, Gums exactly. pulls out his Blackberry. <laughs> yeah. And then a hovercraft crashes through the door. I'm going to the writer's, writer's room a little too early. <laughs> God, this fucking That would have made it better. That would have made it better. So... So yeah, the clothes get taken to go pressed at that point. They're already gone. They're but now, they're already back in the room. And now they're already back because they're in the closet because Peter all of a sudden shows up again. Another extreme close-up on Peter's face that I don't want to see. But there he is. And he's like, yeah, your clothes are back, right? So. Yep, he hangs the clothes up. 
Does he? Are they? No, there no, no. They were. They were they already were in, in the, the closet. closet. Right. They were already in the closet. That's when he tells him that they're in the closet, and he opens it up and right. And he's pets. by himself for a minute when he opens the closet to see the clothes. Right. And that's why I wrote Matt's right. It's a clown suit. Yeah. Yeah. Because for before the episode began, we played a little game called based on the title. What is this episode about? Right. And when I saw if the shoes fits. If the shoes fit, because I drunk wrote that. <laughs> My pre-guess was that it was about a ballet dancer. Yeah, and mine was cursed tap shoes. And I just, I looked at it and I thought, clown. Yeah. It's about a clown. So then we finally see this clown suit hanging there. And I'm like, okay, it's a ghost hotel that turns people into hell clowns. <laughs> Which would have been an awesome it been episode. Much better. Still, still would have been better. better. I know. Still better. Huge God. leap. But, but still, still better. better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Huge leap. Yeah. Still better. Way better than what we wind up with. You guys, uh, this Hold is, on yeah, to your it ass. Gets, it gets really bad. Uh, so, well, yeah. So he, and, and the other thing that kind of baffled me, too, is that... Uh, he didn't bring any other clothes with him. He's nope, traveling around. Just, just that suit. Uh, with the clothes on his back. Just the clothes on his back, and he needs them pressed for the... Yeah, what the hell? Like, who does that? And, by the way, what political figure travels alone? Right. And he's a he's running for governor. He's this running, isn't yep. like... It's not mayor. It's not, it's not like city council. He's running for governor, and he's just going off, like, on his own, driving places. Sexually he, harassing maids yeah. at the hotel, belittling people. So yeah. let's play a yeah. game called "Which State Is This?" Oh, okay. Um, uh, I, I thought they actually mentioned that it was. Um, I mean, we obviously he does say that he needs to be governor of, but I don't know if he actually says the oh, state. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm gonna. I, I was. I'm guessing Virginia. Mm. I I was guessing um, a little closer to like Louisiana. Mm. Louisiana would have been my guess as well. Okay, but I don't think either's wrong yeah. because we don't know. I don't think any guess would be wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't blow it yet, but that state thing's going to be very important in just a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter is in the room now, and uh, stupid extreme close-up face. Peter is back. <laughs> Rack focus, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) So Peter's like, hey, buddy, you don't know if it works until you put it on. Yeah, so now Peter's taking a weird turn. And so he's seeing the clothes as clown clothes. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're all seeing seeing the clothes as clown clothes. All seeing them as clown clothes. Peter seems to also kind of acknowledge that there's something a little bit weird about it. Because he wouldn't be acting that way unless he acknowledged the fact that, yes, the clothes are weird. So he's now coercing him into putting on the pants. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. He puts on the pants. And which, which before he does, he goes, here, let me help. And he goes down like a 747. It was pretty yeah. pretty uncomfortable for I was a minute. Like, I was a little uncomfortable. Gulp. I thought there was going to be a BJ moment. But <laughs> but then I remembered I was watching <laughs> Tales from the Dark. Dark. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What do you, um, what do yeah. you got, Maddie? Oh, just um, once once that happens and he puts the pants on with the fucking hula hoop or whatever, like, right? Clown um, pants, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. With with the clown pants, and he's like, "Oh, this is a walking catastrophe," yeah. and uh, and that's when he's like, "Well, the outfit isn't complete, right?" 
unless you do the whole thing, right? right so that's right. when he puts the, the jacket on. on. Yeah, with yeah. the giant so oversized huge, bow tie. I had a huge problem with this jacket. Yeah. Because the whole thing is for him to look proportional and to look stupid. Right. Yeah. But he just looks like a bag with a rubber band in the center you know he really does no like you would have thought that like the the bottom of the suit would have been the same um as the top the of the same suit. circumference like right as huge the, yeah. shoulder pads like a real stop making sense type but they suit. did not really go that far with it no. it just was like not extreme clown the the the, the most noticeable thing was the bow tie which was like yep. eight sizes too big and that yeah. was pretty much it that was pretty much it and then um Peter's like, you gotta do this. You gotta, gotta do it in. And then our man Bo Gums launches into what I like to call joke talk, where he <laughs> yells a non sequitur about jokes to Peter, where he says the word joke no less than eight times. <laughs> He's like, yo, don't walk. <laughs> Yosemite Sam. There is <laughs> a friggin' jokes in the jokes and then, then the jokes to the jokes. Let me see if I can find it because I got to play it. Oh, boy. I was really upset. <laughs> yeah. I think this is at the point where I was just kind of staring at the TV feeling like my eyes were bleeding or something and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what to do. I was yeah. just kind of sat in befuddlement. Um, well, I thought when he got the clothes on that the clothing was going to be stuck on his body, like magically stuck, mm -hmm. because I was still on Ghost Hotel that turns people into uh, uh, hell clowns. And I was still stuck on that idea. So I thought, okay, the clothing can't come off, but he never tried to take it off. No, so no, he, he didn't. He, you know, and his skivvies still looked the same. Yeah. They weren't magically altered. But somehow, you know, and Peter's weirdly coercing him into wearing it. Yeah, like for for a little while, I thought maybe Peter was the devil. Yeah, because he's he like you said, he's coercing him. He's right. always showing up at exactly the right time with exactly the right yeah. thing. He definitely seemed um, to have magic powers for yeah, sure. Definitely. They established that. Hence, elf or ghost, right? right. Or yeah, or neither, or um, none of those, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, we also forgot about the huge gums pin that was enormous. Oh, right, yes. that was yes. a big part of it as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, we, uh, and, and and because now I'm actually getting it lined up, uh, he did call his manager before he put on the suit. Oh, okay. He did call his manager. Okay. But the manager is going to show up um, quite soon. Yeah. yeah, quite soon. So we, because I watched the episode a little bit, we got some clarification. Prior to putting the suit on, our, our man <laughs> Gums calls his manager and says, you need to get over here. Now, truly, this is a three-minute scene. <laughs> Which makes me go, because this scene ends with the manager showing up. So this makes me go, why did you rent him a fucking room? Yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. he's only three minutes away. Why does he have to do that? Exactly. <laughs> well, All those well, shadows in the office are just well, running around. But, but so we saw how he acts with complete strangers maybe that's maybe it's worse with people that he actually knows oh yeah okay so like he's just, just think, hands on pervy yeah just just looking at how he interacted with mimi before he had had a little too much bourbon ooh just ooh no thanks man that's i understand why the manager kept him out lawsuits lawsuits so 
Peter's there. He's like, let's put the suit on. They put the suit on. He, hey, something's missing. Puts a flower in his lapel. Yeah, a real flower. A real flower that yep. then becomes a squirting flower. In this, right, in magically. The, all of a sudden, they play a really dumb fart noise. Boing. And then yeah. there's a sound of like a like a, like a penny hit. Yeah, yeah, spittoon sound. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what I was searching for. And then, and then Peter goes, something else is missing. Your shoes. And he gives them clown shoes. But he just kind of bends down again in a very weird way. And the clown <laughs> shoes are magically on his feet. Yes. You never see them get on his feet. No. Yeah. So then this is the exchange that happens. This is brilliant, this part. Now you listen to me, Peter. A joke is a joke. And I don't mind a good joke. A lot of people get elected telling good jokes. But when a joke is not funny... It becomes a joke. And I don't want to be a joke. I'm going to become governor if I'm a joke. Now, you're going to help me take these shoes off so I can get rid of these jokes. Okay? Now, come on, son. Get these shoes off. Joke talk. Yeah, joke nine, talk. Nine, nine, nine times. jokes. Nine times. Nine times the word joke pops up there. That's... And it's all about how he's worried about being a joke. And I guess the writer really wanted us to get that. Uh <laughs> 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 so really wanted us to understand that idea. Thank God this uh, this writer was subtle. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. It, the first five jokes, I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm not understanding this. But number six, yeah. I started to, started to turn, and you wouldn't believe what I did seven through nine. I mean, yeah, my jaw hit the floor at number eight. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, the whole thing, I mean, you know, if we were to rewrite that little segment, it's like, I don't want to be a joke, Peter. Help me get these shoes off. There you go. All Economy you need. of words. All and you then you get your. Well, then you get what you got already, which is he can't take the shoes off. Right. But you didn't waste twenty seconds. Yeah. Of Maybe 20- we needed that for the manager to show up. Yeah. Because there's twenty seconds. I mean, they probably calculated how long exactly it was from the manager's office to the hotel, <laughs> as the writer probably was like very geographically uh, aware of the entire setup. Right. And that's why I go, what state was this? Because this just seems like just straight up Nantucket. It must be like, Rhode Island. That's right. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. just Nantucket. It's yeah. like governor of Nantucket. Governor of Nantucket. Yep, exactly. <laughs> governor of Rhode Island. But it's just like easily, this is the smallest state in the union. Yeah. Where you can traverse the whole thing in three minutes. I'll tell you what. I'm going to get you a hotel all the way over where you're going to have to do your speech. Uh, I know it's you know it's really inconvenient, but uh, you're going to have to have a hotel over there because it's three minutes away from the campaign office. <laughs> My God! All right, <laughs> he's got these shoes on. He's like, "Come on, these shoes are water yeah. skis." And this is just just disgusting to watch. If you watch this it's, part, uh, he bends <laughs> over and grabs his shoes and does a very bizarre thing around the room where he's grabbing his shoes and like kind of crab walking around the room trying to take his shoes off and you get this really intense shot of the actor's balls just bulging (laughs) right through the pants as he's waddling around the room trying to take his shoes off doesn't try and take any of the any of the other clothing pieces off just the shoes no no which he can't get off Still thinking ghost hotel that turns people into hell clowns. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the yeah. manager busts in. He does. Yep. What are you doing, Bo? Are this you is, back on the sauce? This is where it takes a very big turn right here. 
this 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 is if it wasn't a really... fucking fever dream before yeah we are entering yeah. a, a holistic nightmare yes exactly <laughs> so the, the manager says some pleasantries but our boy bo gums is back in his normal seersucker mm-hmm. suit we're seeing manager vision now yeah 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 we're only seeing what the manager sees and bo says well do i look okay and the manager says my favorite line of the entire episode <laughs> you look like yesterday's grits yeah <laughs> and then he says just kidding you look great yeah <laughs> so what was the point of that entire thing take Who that knows? steaks yeah. <laughs> so take that steaks after yep. after that <laughs> What I wrote was, okay, I'm not writing anymore. Because I had given up on the episode. I literally stopped writing. I was like, (laughs) Uh, I did keep writing, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I just wrote a couple more things. uh, And the the big one that happened uh, that you guys, we have to mention, is the Apple payoff. Right, right. right, The manager is about to leave. He grabs the apple that Mimi had uh, taken a bite out of earlier, brings it up to take a bite, realizes that there's already a bite out of it. What does he do? Shrugs, uh, frustrated, <laughs> takes the apple and leaves. Yeah. What what kind of choice? Is that? Oh, the gun went <laughs> yeah. off in the third. Act. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? There's no goddamn reason for this apple thing to even have to be the through maybe, line. Maybe through when the they first thing. started writing it, oh. there was a point to her biting the apple. Yeah, and they just totally that lost. Just steam. got cut. I mean, yeah. I thought it was. I thought the food or the bourbon or something. It was going to be some one of those like. What is the uh, the myth of Persephone who is like trapped in hell and then yeah. she eats, has she eats the pomegranate seeds and it's like you know that's the rule you never eat any like hell or ghost food ever uh, or else you're gonna be stuck there forever so I thought maybe there was something to that but no it's just so that the manager could see that there was a bite out of the apple and get frustrated well look uh, at you that's... actually writing and thinking about plot <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's cute Mike. yeah it's cute real cute does not matter. One point at all. So yeah, this is then that's that's and that's when I wrote finally, whatever point they were trying to make was just completely lost. I had no fucking clue what was what what was trying to be said here. So at this point, Gums is back in his clown suit. Yeah. Because the manager's the manager gone. Yep. Mimi comes back. Yep. And then Magically, the Calliope music is at full tilt. Oh, yeah. And don't forget that Mimi gives him a full mouth kiss now, too. Oh, that's right. right. I forgot yeah. about that. Guess he should have been writing. I, should... <laughs> I, have, I have been shamed. I've been shamed. <laughs> because our man goes, I'm not supposed to be silly. Yeah. But then it's like a cut to, and he turns around. And he's in full clown makeup. Full clown oh, makeup. Yeah. And a spotlight in a in a three ring circus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and by three ring circus you mean a empty sound stage with eight <laughs> different colored lights pointing at him with zero props. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty oh, much oh, it. Pardon me, no props. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh well there is a, there prop. was a clown car. Well, that comes in in a minute. But oh, yes, shit. I'm sorry. That I'm comes sorry. In a no, you mean a bag of confetti that Mimi's throwing in? Oh, that's right. <laughs> and they're wearing light clown makeup as well. Yeah. And uh, Peter, uh, in his cute boyish face, has kind of a little uh, mime, mime kind thing. of thing going yep. on. Yep. yep. So at this point, 
try <coughs> trying to figure out this episode makes no sense. Yeah. Because he is in the middle of a of the ring, <coughs> but he's not Oh, we're going to get to the writing room in a second. Yeah. <laughs> they are uh, god. He's supposed so he's like the thing is is that he only saw himself as the clown, but Peter saw him as the clown. The manager did not see him as the clown. Peter and Mimi are complicit in this weird ghost hotel hell clown thing, uh, but the manager doesn't see it. So I don't, I mean, and then he's transported to a circus and which Mimi and Peter are in the circus with him. Doing a parade of sorts, but it's yeah. a two-person parade. Uh, yeah. So it's the yeah. lamest parade. Yeah, there's well, no, yeah. I, that's when Peter brings, like when he brings up, the the clown car right, right. and then right. your Mimi limo goes, is here then sir. then Bo yeah. look yeah Bo looks at it and he's kind of confused for a few seconds like well what am I supposed to do with this and then uh he figures it out light bulb yeah his makeup is straight up the Joker makeup yeah <laughs> it's not good either you no, can see no. the grease paint is not very well applied there's streaks in it. It's just like, but it looks like they tried to do a good job. Right. Well, they blew all the makeup on the my makeup for, for Peter. <laughs> for Peter. Peter's boyish good looks are very well complimented by the mime makeup. <laughs> uh, and then, once again, a classic Tales from the Dark Side trope. They roll credits like they did something. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. so, but Bo is like, uh, he is driving away in the clown car. And then that is supposed to be your final image as the credits roll. And you're left with the question, what the fuck, fuck. did I just yeah, watch? I, that was 22 <laughs> minutes. I didn't um, get back. Yeah, yeah, so if you've listened to this episode and you're like, what happens? Exactly. Wait, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We we watched it. We took notes. Yeah. And that is the best we can do. And what, I mean, what was the point? The point was that he's a politician uh, that decided that he wanted to be fun and inspire people. And so he turned into a joke, a clown. But I, I'm, I'm just grasping. So I, let's, <laughs> well, let's go to the writing know. room. Okay. So now we're in the writing room. Right, so good, you're good. a writer on Tales from the Dark Side. You oh, get yeah. this episode. You Trash. Can, you, can keep, <laughs> you can keep whatever you want. You can throw away whatever you want. Okay. Or you can retell the story in a way that would make sense. But it's still okay. got to be called If the Shoes Fit. If the Shoes Fit. Okay. So we're in the writing room. We have all these elements. I mean, I'm definitely going to stick with the Ghost Hotel because it was very well established, the Ghost Hotel. Okay. Ghost, so not, ghost Hotel was established. It I was am like, fully on board with it's it. It's 0% used. Like, there's mm -hmm. no... It was not paid off. There was nothing used at So all. first writing tip that I would have used is he keep calling his manager and he's not there. Yeah, okay. That, like, he's not picking yep, up. Yep, 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 yep. Like, yeah, why isn't he picking right, up? Right, because then it's mysterious. It's like, okay, where did? why am I in this hotel? So if he's in, he's trapped in this, like, ghost hotel thing, mm -hmm. and we know that, and we got all this stuff established from Mimi and Peter, Peter's magical powers to appear anywhere and do anything. Uh, I mean, I think that my payoff would probably be that this is his punishment for being a bad politician. Right. That he's like sentenced to this hellscape thing where he's forced to perform as a clown. 
mm-hmm. which, you know, maybe that's like his punishment for being a, a, a horrible human being. And so maybe you get the idea that he died near the end, too. You're like, oh, he's already dead. He's already been dead. Like famous politician Gums has died. You know, <laughs> something is like, you know, responsible for all these bad things. And then you're like, oh, he's in he's in hell circus. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter, the devil. I think that's yeah. Well, Peter <laughs> seems more of like a you know like an assistant to the devil or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he doesn't seem like this strong enough to be the devil. And and same for Mimi. They both seem like assistants. So it seemed like there needed to be like a ringleader character too. There needed to be the a manager. Devil. Yeah, the there needed to be a that... Satan like you know character. Well, yeah, because he did. Hell. He did tell Peter that he wanted to speak with his boss. Right. Yeah. yeah. He even set that up. Yeah. Point. Yeah. And the devil is a huge trope yeah. of Tales from the Dark oh, Side. Oh yeah, for sure. I would have taken. Everything that you just said. But instead of making him trapped there, maybe he learns a lesson about how he was doing politics. Oh. Kind of a Groundhog's Day. Kind of a Groundhog's Day where he gets a chance to do it over. So his whole platform is not addressing real issues, but making people feel good. And he learns the lesson like, but just making people feel good is what makes you a clown. And if you would actually handle issues appropriately, you'd be a real politician. You could really help people. Okay. Yeah, I think that would work for sure. Yeah. But at least that's a statement. I'm not saying it's any better. Well, no. And same for mine. I mean, it's just trying to repair this broken broken story that we had to watch. This is a shitty narrative. (laughs) So so mine is, uh, whereas you have the ghost hotel and you have um, some sort of um, a hotel plot device that shows him that he's going to. uh, Mine would be that he is indeed a full-blown alcoholic. (laughs) These are the last hallucinations that he has before he's going to die. Um, Yeah. I mean, because when you when you start to think about things, um, this really could be just him hallucinating in rehab. Because when he's trying to get a hold of his manager, his manager is going to be very confused why he's getting a hold of him or why he can't reach him because he can't actually get out. He's hallucinating, right? He can't actually mm-hmm. reach his manager because, you know, he's <laughs> he's in the last stages of DTs, right? Like he's. So he's been hallucinating the whole experience, and yeah, and at the end, that's why Peter just, shows up, and and whatever. That's why Mimi is the truth is he's been in a hospital bed the whole time, yeah. type thing. And so, final shot would be like you know, camera rolling out, and you hear like beep, 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 and then you see the Mimi in a nurse's costume, yes, exactly, and Peter as a doctor, <laughs> exactly. No, or, well, or, maybe or just a like nurse a, or another whatever. nurse, orderly, or yeah. Orderly, yeah. orderly, yeah, and then beep. Time of death for Bo Gums, eleven fifty eight. Right, and then the manager devil is there, and he's the doctor. I think we could fix this, guys. Let's reshoot it. Thank you so much for being part of the episode, Absolutely. Mike. This was a delightful torture. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here we go. Uh, just a couple more things before we wrap this one up. On a scale of one to ten clown noses, how many, one being the worst, ten being the best, how many clown noses do you give this episode? I mean, I haven't watched as much Tales from the Dark Side as you guys. I'm going to have to go with one. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it I gave it a three 
but two of those clown noses are because the director of photography was Ernest Dickerson. And <laughs> he is. He's he. Hey, man, he's a legit director. Like he's done stuff. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, but there's a lot of actors who started. I mean, why why not Ernest Dickerson, right? Like, so you've got to you've got to cut your teeth somewhere to get on Walking Dead, right? Like, absolutely. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm giving it two. Hmm. Because I just feel that there's one that's going to be worse than this. Oh, God. I know that there are going to be worse ones than this. <laughs> but it's still a really shit grade. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's bad. Two is I mean, definitely bad. Three three and two and one, those are those are not These the are grades n- you want to shoot yeah. for. Right? So, uh, what was your lowest previous? I think that was Jin No Chaser, Jen Gave zero oh, oh wow. uh she wow. i didn't know you hated could give zero she didn't know either she just said it <laughs> just like uh no no this this episode is bad uh yeah we would not recommend you watch this episode unless you really like political fever dreams or drink a shitload of bourbon yeah and and rewatch and 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 hope for the best well that ends this episode of transmissions from the dark side thank you again mike thank you matt no problem uh get better jen we'll see you on the next episode and until then if there's something that uh we can ask our listeners to do it is um number one hey give us a review on itunes baby there you go we love reviews uh number two this week if you could try you know do it for yourself you don't have to do it for me Just try to enjoy the daylight. That's all. (laughs) Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is created, hosted, and produced by Jen Hansen and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. And hosted by Go Comedy Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook Instagram and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.